Welcome to Just Jay-Z. Each week, join your favorite hairdressing duo, Just Jesse and Stu Styles, as they talk salon life, hair hacks, traveling, lifestyle, and more. More. Welcome back to Just Jay-Z, you guys. No one knows travel and lifestyle like Ty Koi. I have been following him on Instagram for years, and when I finally got the chance to work with him last year, I was ecstatic. He kills the game with photography, videography, workout clothing, and more. Today, we're going to catch up with him to hear how he got into being his own boss and what it takes to be a true entrepreneur. He wears many hats and is about to add another father. So welcome to the podcast, Ty Koi. Hey, how's it going? Good. So are you just so excited to be here? Oh, yeah. I'm always, always excited to work with you guys. So you're the best. You're our favorite. So we're going to grill you a little bit and we just kind of want to hear about how you got to where you're at today. What experiences have kind of shaped you into the business owner you are and hopefully help inspire people who want to do what you do. I need to know more about you because you actually are such a cool dude because I knew you at first as like a badass photographer and videographer. (laughs) But there's actually so much more to you than that. So just start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and all of your businesses. I grew up on the youngest of 11. Um, that's probably the biggest reason why I've gotten to where I've gotten is just because being the youngest and then also being the youngest of 11 kind of like grew up with a little bit of a chip on my shoulder. 11. Say. I that. <laughs> Do you have yes. 11 jackers? 11. Oh, I can never. (laughs) And my mom and dad have been together since they were 16. So it's like they had babies like, and they're still pretty young and they just like back to back to back. So your mom had all of them naturally. Yeah. Wow. She's a superhero. She really is. So crazy. And she's tiny too. She's like 4'11". Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Even better. (laughs) I have six older brothers growing up in my family. I had to rub really thick skin as a boy at least. And so we just kind of always tease each other. And so now that I'm married, I like tease my wife a lot, but I kind of always tell her, it's like, this is how I show that I love you because that's kind of how we grew up. Yeah. No, that's like a a love language for sure. That's kind of explains me. My parents are both entrepreneurs. My parents have this mentality of if you want to do something, you don't have to know everything about it. Just do it. And if if it feels good, then keep going. Was raised in that type of household. And so I feel like that really gave me the freedom to like pursue the things I've always wanted to pursue. I'm very different than my like older brothers. A lot of them are stereotypical, like jock type guys. And so, you know, growing up in high school and things like that, telling my dad that I was going to stop playing football and go learn how to play guitar. And Originally, I wanted in high school, I wanted to be a famous musician, but after a while, I realized I wasn't good enough. I'm sure you are. So what but do you think? My mom owns an online clothing boutique. She's kind of like the one that really got me into like the clothing side mm-hmm. of business. And then my dad owns a company that makes old custom rims for old muscle cars and things like that. If you've ever seen the Fast and Furious movies, his wheels are actually on the cars in the Fast and Furious 4 and 5 movies. Why? Really That's so cool. Cool. That is yeah. They invited us like to go backstage and see all the cars while they were being made for the movies. So that was a really cool experience growing up like just in that industry because we would travel a lot to go to these things they called swap meets. I don't know if you've ever heard of a swap meet or like yeah. a car show. And we'd go to these car shows and we would take this big semi-trailer and we'd pull up to like this spot and then we'd unload the whole semi-trailer set it up with all these wheels and stuff on display be there for two days my dad would sell wheels with my older brothers and things like that and then we'd load it all back up and head home so that's so cool yeah it was kind of crazy growing up in that life because I missed a lot of school growing up um, but I never felt like I was behind and I think that's kind of like 
another thing of why I decided not to go pursue like college or anything like that after high school. Well, it sounds like you gained more real life experience, which is probably more helpful. Yeah, definitely did. And I feel like just being around two entrepreneurial people, everything in my eyes was just very logical. It's like, okay, you work hard, you can buy nice things like, you know, buy working hard, earning money and things like that. And so for me, I was always like, my mindset has always been like, you can always get a job. Like you can always make money. The opportunity to make money doing what you love would be like the ultimate job. And yeah. So so do you feel like that's the kind of parent you're going to be? Like kind of showing your kids that entrepreneurial side? Yeah, for sure. It's been actually conversation we just recently had where it's like I don't I've never been like a fan of having allowance but my parents the way that they raised us was like if you want something outside of the bare necessities so like your clothes food school stuff things mm-hmm. like that then it's like you got to go work for it and earn it good and so like we never had allowance but my parents would be like hey if you want to come on Saturday and help me do x and x and unload this trailer or whatever I'll pay you to come and do it you know what I mean and so it was always like okay, if I want to go do something fun with my friends, I got to earn money. So how can I earn money? What can I do? In my household, it was like, not a lot of my siblings have regular jobs because they just grew up like either working for my parents or figuring out other ways to make money outside of just like going and working at like a nine to five. During high school and college years, obviously all of them now have like careers and jobs and things like that. But growing up, that's kind of how everyone was. That's awesome. I think that's totally made who you are today. And I think that that's the best thing a parent can do for their child is instill a good work ethic at a young age. Yeah, definitely agree. Do any of your other siblings do like their own thing? My sister, Jordan, that's only two years older than me. She works with my mom in the boutique. And so it used to not be online. But then when my sister, Jordan, went to go work with her, they kind of like her thought process was like, let's get online and do these things. And then we can sell twice as much because we're not selling just to like local people. And so they started like selling on like Amazon, eBay at first, and then they built their own website and stuff like that. That's so cool. That is so cool. So she has that mindset as well. I like it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The family. What was your first business you started like completely by yourself? So when I was 18, I actually started a clothing, a different clothing company called New Creation. I was like obsessed with skateboarding and stuff growing up in high school and junior high and things like that. So I like wanted to create like a, like a surf slash skate brand, kind of like Volcom and it didn't really work. I started it and I'll to like learn, you know? Yeah, you know, definitely do. It was a huge learning experience for me in my mind at the time I was 18. I was like, okay, if I buy clothes and I open up and I have like a location, people will just like come until you realize that you open up and no one comes, you're like, oh, actually there's a lot more to it than just like having a store. It was, it was kind of a disaster, but it actually led me into what my next business was. I had that business for like three months. And then I noticed that a lot of people started riding these bikes. They're called like a fixie or a lot of people call them like single speed bikes, but they're like, they have like a road bike frame, but instead of having like 12 speed, like gears and stuff. It just has a single speed gear on one side of the hub. It's like a fixed gear. So like if you pedal backwards, you go backwards. If you pedal forwards, you go forwards. And this was like super trending for like two years after that time that I saw it. And so I kind of jumped on the bandwagon. I found a a manufacturer that started making bikes for me and I would get them shipped here and then have to go pick them up at the docks in California with my dad or have like a freight company, like pay them to ship them to Utah. And then I would build them and I put them on like KSL and things like that and just sell them like locally. How old were you? And I was 18. First summer after high school, I made like $20,000 selling bikes during the summer. That's amazing. Which is really cool. It kind of like 
really that was like the moment where I was like, you can actually make money. Cause at first when I started the other business and it kind of failed, I was like, shoot, like it's impossible to start your own business. Like, I don't know how my parents did it, but then that happened. And I was like, Oh, you just have to like find the way to make money. I mean, now we do what we love, but like at that point it was like just finding something that you could sell, get good at selling it, do that. And hopefully you can work your way towards something that you really love. Um, I've had a lot of jobs, Jess. I've worked so many places and things like that because I'm really, I have really bad ADD and I get really bored of things yep, super easy. We both and so, <laughs> well, like I'll get super excited about like one thing and I'll go super hard into it. There's very few things that I've done in my life that have kept my attention past like a couple months. Yeah. And so, like I'll go super hard on something for like three, four months, and then I'll be like, oh, I actually don't really like this anymore. It's like not fun anymore. <laughs> Literally. Uh, so, how yeah. do you take that mentality and stay? with something like has there been anything that stuck because I feel like you did the video for so long in the workout clothing I think what made it stick is it was something that like I truly loved and it wasn't like I was just like, caught up in the moment mm-hmm. of like oh this is the cool thing right now you know what I mean started doing photography actually because of that bike business started the bike business towards the end of the summer a kid bought a bike for me that happened to be a photographer and he texted me one day and he's like hey dude I noticed on your Instagram because I was just like posting pictures on Instagram like with my phone and stuff like that it's like, you don't have any professional photos. I'm actually a photographer. He's like, I'd love to do a shoot for you. Like, even if you could just pay me like 50 bucks, that'd be awesome. Wow. And so I was like, yeah, dude, let's do it. And this was like, I think this was like 2015, 2014, quite a while ago, eight years ago, maybe. Wow. Can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> eight years. Yeah. Um, something like that. But anyways, and so went did the photo shoot and then at the end of the shoot he's like dude like honestly photography is not that hard if you buy a camera i'll teach you how to take photos so you don't have to like keep paying someone wow. to take your photos for you and it was super cool because i think he had just gotten into photography at the time too so he wasn't like really like making any money with it yet it was just kind of a hobby for him yeah and so i was like yeah for sure and i bought a camera and we went and did a photo shoot and i like got home from the shoot and i was like showing my mom pictures that I took and I was like this is so fun like I love going out and like creating something and like coming back and like I started a photography Instagram page and started sharing photos on there I never was super into social media until that point and I kind of was like wow people like really like my photos this is really cool and it kind of just like kept spiraling from there and I became more and more in love with photography and being able to go out and create something that like you know could express motion or just be like a cool landscape or you know just a photo of in the moment having a fun time so did you teach yourself photo video editing all of it yeah my friend helped me with the first shoot and then he just kind of told me like where to go from there and i just started messing around got like a nicer camera eventually at first i used like the iphoto app on mac and then my friend's like dude you got to start shooting in raw and you got to start editing your photos in like lightroom or photoshop i got lightroom and i started editing in there and it like changed my world yeah because there's only so much you can do in like iphoto at least at that time getting into lightroom and being able to change your colors and like really like adjust your photos and make them look really cool. It opened up like a whole new world again, even though I was already into photography. That's so cool. And then how did you get into video after that? I just had noticed that like a lot of photographers that I admired started shooting like a little bit of video. And then some people that I knew were shooting video, getting paid a lot of money. And at this point of doing photography, I'd been doing it for like three or four years and I hadn't really made a lot of money. I was still like working full time and trying to like do photography and things like that. Cause I've always wanted to, I think because the first instance I was introduced 
first to photography was like product photography. I had always wanted to be like, oh, I want to be a photographer for like a really cool brand and like help them create their whole aesthetic and have like super sick photos and stuff like that. And so I was like, okay, I'll learn how to do photo and I'll just keep posting on Instagram and eventually I'll be able to work with companies, which I have worked with actually a lot of companies, but it's all been like more like freelance stuff. I haven't really like worked like as an in-house photographer, just kind of kept doing that. And my friend was like, Hey dude, like, do you want to come help me shoot this wedding? I'll pay you 500 bucks to help me do the video. Cause I had just like gotten started shooting video. And I was like, wait, like that's how much I normally charge for like a photo shoot if I'm doing it by myself. Yeah. And I was just like, this is crazy. Like you make so much more money with video mm-hmm. when shot it with him. And then I went home and I, I told my wife, I'd just been married for like probably like seven, eight months at this time. And I was like, Hey, no, we don't have any money, but I want to sell all my camera gear and buy. Cause at the time I was shooting on Nikon uh-huh. and I was like, I want to sell my camera gear and buy a Canon camera. I had been doing a ton of research and everyone's like, yeah, if you're going to shoot video and photo, like Canon's the way to go. They have better autofocus, all of this stuff. Okay. Sick. Like if I'm going to do video, I have to switch. Like I can't stay on Nikon. So I sold all my gear, which I had a pretty decent amount. And Canon's gear is a lot more expensive than Nikon's gear for the most part. I had like three lenses, my camera body, and then a secondary camera body that I had was like my original camera. I sold all of that. And all I could buy was like the Canon 5D Mark Mm -hmm. III and 24 to 70 lens because they're like so expensive. Like that lens is like 1800 bucks. Mm -hmm. And then that camera body is like, at the time, I think it was like 4,000 or 3,600. And it was just like, wow. When I told my mom that I had spent like over $5,000 on camera gear. She was looking at me like I was crazy. I was like, like, trust me, I'm going to work. It'll pay off. Well, and it's impressive. Like you are pretty much self-made. You taught yourself these skills. And now like when I think of like photography and videography in our area, I'm like, you're the best. That's why we hired you last year. Like you're just like iconic. And I think it's cool that you did it all yourself. Thanks. I appreciate that. And yeah, it's just, it's fun learning by yourself. It's challenging sometimes. I'm the type of person is like, I will literally just push through something until I figure it out yeah. instead of going on YouTube and just Googling it or YouTubing it and just like figuring out easily from someone that has already done it. Cause I'm like, I want to figure it out for myself. And so I'm very like stubborn person that way. I like being self-taught in things because you were able to go and do something that anyone can really do now. Anyone can buy a camera and take photos. At the time when I started learning photos, it wasn't as easy as it is now. Like they're wasn't really like people that had like presets and things like that. Like you had to really dive into photography to figure out how to edit photos and manipulate them in certain ways to like get the outcome that you wanted. I think it's cool that you know the ins and outs. And I think a lot of people who are starting now don't have that experience, you know, because it is so easy. Yeah. iPhones take amazing photos now. My wife asked me to take photos of her on her phone. And I feel like I'm better at taking photos on my camera than I am on a phone. I feel like it's <laughs> way different. It's it's really interesting. I can take good composition and things like that, but I can never quite get photos to look the way I want them to from yeah. my phone. Well, it's kind of like what crazy. we were talking about the other day with TikTok, how you're so used to the production and like the professional over the top stuff. And TikTok is just like shooting basic things really quick. And you're like, I can't do that because I'm so used to it this way. It's really hard to, there's people that are instinctively just like really good at things. And then there's people like me where like I literally just try 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 and try (laughs) until I get it I see these people that like shoot these videos on TikTok and stuff they're just shooting them on their iPhones I probably know more about video and photo than them but their videos look better than mine do and I don't understand why 
Right. You know what I mean? And it's just like, it's frustrating because you're like, okay, I have really good lighting. I have a cool background. Like why does theirs look so much cooler than mine? That's like one of, I think it's an artist thing or like a, an entrepreneurial thing is you're always comparing yourself to others in the sense of like, you're always your worst judge. You know oh, what I mean? And especially with so much competition now, like you have to one up the last TikTok that went viral and there's so many ideas out there. It's a lot of pressure too. Like I feel old as shit when I look at TikTok. We were just talking oh, about this. this morning. I was like, Jesse was like, I feel so awkward doing a TikTok. Yeah. Like, and I was like, I feel like an old man. I don't want to learn it. Like, I'm like, yeah. what are the kids up to? Like, I don't feel like I understand it or anything. It's frustrating. It's so crazy too. Because like everyone's TikTok is different, right? Because like mm -hmm. depending on the videos that you're liking right now, I've been seeing a lot of motivational videos. When I see those, I like them. And yeah. it just makes me think about, oh, how can we use this sound for Lakai and things like that? I'll like those. And so now my whole feed is just like all motivational, <laughs> like people just talking or like Joe Rogan or other podcasts oh, cool, and things like yeah. that. It's really cool, but it's a lot different than what maybe yours or Stu's feed would look like because their algorithm is so crazy with like picking what you see. But yeah. TikTok is definitely one of those things that makes me feel old too. I mean, I'm only 26, but I feel hella old when I'm on TikTok because like the majority of people there between 20 and like 18 and 20 probably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they thrive on it. So we're past the limit, but I'm still trying. I'm 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 gonna get there. Don't crush it. Doing dances. And yes. I'm like, you have more followers than all of three of us put together. Right. How? I'm like, yeah. that's so hard. I have a question yeah. too, though. How did you build your Instagram in the beginning? So you have an impressive following. How like do you have any tips or like how did that happen? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's different now than it used to be, but a lot yes. of it was for photography at the time when I very first started, it was all about following feature pages and trying to tag the feature pages and get featured on their page because they had lots of followers and back then it was like chronological order if they posted your photo at a good time and lots of people saw it then like you know you'd get hella followers from people just seeing your photo and then going and following you it's and stuff like that it's so harder. it's crazy it's crazy how different it is i was thinking about the other day i was like remember when you couldn't dm people yeah. you couldn't like reply to comments so like everything was just like there was just a million comments and so if someone was trying to have a conversation with you you'd have to go back and like be like oh was this their most recent comment i don't remember yeah. and there were no stories like that was a newer thing and it's just crazy how it's grown and now there's other platforms that you have to keep up with it's just it's a lot yeah i mean it, it is really is crazy because you, i mean you have like you have twitter you have instagram you have tiktok you I mean you have facebook linkedin all of these platforms were like Every platform is so different too. Content that might work good on one platform is not going to necessarily work great on the other platform and things like that. It's a challenge trying to figure out like how to navigate all of it. I think that's one of the things that we're always continuing to learn over at Lakai and myself as well. I never used Pinterest ever the whole time I was doing photography. But then when we started Lakai, we were looking on Pinterest just to get like inspiration. The name for our business comes from Iceland. I'm obsessed with Vikings and like Norwegian culture because that's, well, my family's from uh, Sweden in like the past, like not any recent relatives, but I like became obsessed with Vikings. And so I was like, I want Lakai because the name is Icelandic and Norwegian people and things like that were the ones that settled Iceland. Like I want to have some sort of like Icelandic vibe to it. And so we were just like on Pinterest, like looking through things. And I was like, Pinterest is so cool. You can literally just find tons of pictures. When you go to Google and you try to find a picture, it's not the same as like Pinterest's algorithm. Yeah. And so it's a lot harder to find, like if you're looking for like a pink dress or like if there's a certain type, like a pink cocktail dress, you go type that into Pinterest, you're going to get way better results than you yeah. will like on like Google or things like that. Oh, yeah. It kind of changed my whole world. Now I'm like super into Pinterest and I have like I tons that. of boards really? and things like that where <laughs> I never was before. <laughs> 
Wait, I, so you still do Twitter? I don't do Twitter. I never really got into Twitter. Yeah, I got mostly just there. because oh, yeah. I'm got, banned from Twitter. Just like Trump. You got banned from Twitter? Yeah, because Dang it. it was like last year and they asked for my birthday and I just told them my real birthday. And it was like, you were under 13 when you created your account. You're banned for life. And I was like, what? <laughs> and they just deleted my Twitter. Like all I did was type in my birthday and they sent me an email. I was like, why did my app just close? And then I got an email. Your trouble. <laughs> Never allowed back. How did you start Lakai? Like when did that start forming? And is that your main focus now? Yeah. So Lakai is like what I do full time now, all hands on deck there. What got me into it is I've always wanted to own my own business, obviously, as the other businesses I've had. But clothing has always been like coolest thing in the world would be walking down the street and see someone wearing your shirt that you have no idea who they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? And my wife and I got to a point where we're like, we had some money saved up and it was like, we're either going to go and buy a house or we're going to start a business. And at the time we were both working full time. She was an orthodontist assistant and I was just doing like social media management for a different company. I like remember the day, like it was yesterday, I walked out of my job because I just got yelled at. I was on the phone with a client. She was being really rude to me. I just, when I get nervous, I kind of just like chuckle and smile just because I'm like part of my sleep type person. In business scenarios, like trying to keep my feelings back, sometimes it comes out as like the opposite feeling that I'm feeling. So if I'm feeling like really flustered and things like that, like I'll come off like I'm like smiling and laughing because I'm like yeah. To contain. And so I accidentally chuckled at this lady, which obviously is not like a good thing to do to a client working for a business. <laughs> but then I got like chewed out by my boss and I walked out like to go home and I was just like, I don't want anyone to ever tell me what I can and can't do again. <laughs> From then on, it was, I'm just going to go full time into photo and video. I told my wife, I was like, I'm quitting my job and I want to start doing this clothing company and hopefully we can make enough from the clothing company and my video and photo to where like, I don't have to work, but we can still make like the same amount of money that we were making. No, she was like, Tosh is really supportive person. She's really good at supporting. She kind of was like, yeah, that's what you want to do. She's always like, let's weigh out the options. Ultimately at the end of the day, she like, is like, if it's not going to make you happy, then like, don't do it, which is always, but she's the perfect person for me because if I was with probably any other woman, it probably wouldn't work because she's, very supportive and always is like, whatever's going to make you happy is what I want you to do where Aww. it's, that's kind of hard to have in a relationship. And so um, the fact that she's able to do that, that, that's impressive. Exactly. <laughs> and so uh, we started working on Lakai full time. Um, we had already kind of been talking about starting our own clothing company in the past, like a year and a half prior to this. Um, but we kind of shelved it because we were like, we don't have enough money. and like. We were both just like working our bone, fingers to the bone. So we finally got back to it. The name originally was going to be Brea, um, cool. but we decided like we wanted to name it Lakai because of our trip to Iceland. And then also just because like it was a name that is, I felt like Brea was a little bit too feminine and we wanted to sell men's and women's clothes. And so I was like, we need to have a name that's like more neutral. And so we kind of came up with Lakai. and started working on it, got lots of samples, got a lot of really bad samples and <laughs> eventually finally found a good manufacturer after like a year and a half of searching, placed our first order, which was like $3,000, kind of the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. And that's so much money at the beginning to someone who is basically risking everything to do this, right? Like that was probably nerve wracking to sending that over and being like, I hope this works. Yeah, for sure. It was like, we put the money into it. I taught you like, we could potentially lose this $3,000, but like worst case scenario, 
I was like, we could probably hop on like Facebook marketplace and sell the leggings for like the amount we paid for them and at least get our money back. Yeah. And so I'm like, it's a risk, but it's not really a risk. And I, growing up, I had always been like a little salesman. Like I had always like, I'd buy something, I'd use it, I'd get bored with it. And then I'd go and sell it in high school. I never had a job during high school, but I always had money because I would buy like old cars and I'd fix them up and then I'd sell them. So I'd I'd do what they call flipping cars. And so I did that throughout high school to make money. So I didn't have to have like a normal job. A lot of my friends like junior and sophomore year working at Wendy's or working at Subway or whatever. And I felt like I could never hang out with them because they were always working. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I don't want to have a normal job. Great money. I did that. What, the reason I brought that up is because when we got the leggings, I was like, I've sold stuff like on KSL and Facebook marketplace. Like we can get our money back even yeah. if this doesn't work out. Just kind of dived into it, launched May 22nd, almost two years ago. And it was actually really surprising. We did like $1,500 our first month, which is not a lot, but, but that's like good for we didn't have any, yeah, we didn't have any money to like put into to advertising or anything like that. The only thing we had was from the start, we've always had good content just because I've always like created our content. And when we very first launched our Instagram page, like a lot of people asked us like how long we've been in business for and things like that. And they were like, we just launched. And a lot of people thought we were a scam at the beginning because I don't know if our photos just look too nice. And they were like, they just launched, like, how could this be, yeah. you know, possible or whatever. And so it was really funny because we get a lot of DMs and be like, I love your leggings, but like, is this legit or is it like a scam? <laughs> and it was really funny. I don't know why. That's funny. Well, good but, problem to have, right? That people think you're too good. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was really crazy. So did your wife and help then, you with that full-time? At the beginning, she didn't. She was working still. Um, but then like a couple months after starting it, we just got too busy. So she was actually able to quit her job and we both started working on it full-time from then. And I was still doing a pretty decent amount of video and photo for yeah. like other clients and things like that at that time. So I was like, okay, you quit your job. I'll focus on getting some more video and photo clients. And then that way it will like supplement your income. And we can just go full in on Lakai. We didn't pay ourselves the first year of owning Lakai, a single like penny. The first year, everything was just kind of like we made it. It went back into the business. We were living off of just the money I was making from doing video and photo. Wow. So when did you transition away from doing the photo and video? Realistically, it was kind of after we did, we finished up the project for you last year. Wow. We did Lakai and then video and photo for like a year. Didn't pay ourselves from Lakai. Basically after doing your project, I did like one other project and I was just like, I don't have enough time to do both. And Mm -hmm. my partner BJ had decided to go do some other things as well. Mm -hmm. And so like, he didn't have enough time for it. And so we kind of just like, like parted ways and said like, we're both going to go do our own things. I'm going to focus on Makai. He's going to go and do this other job. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of got to a point where I was like, I could take on jobs and make extra money. If I focus full time on Makai, I don't need to have a lot to be happy. Like I'm very simple. I'm just like, I just want like to come home, be comfortable. And like, that's really all I care about. Yeah. And so I was like, I can stop spending money on things and we can budget and we can just live off of our income from Lakai until we can get to a point to pay ourselves more or whatever. We just kind of made it work. I don't know, really know how, That's amazing. <laughs> but um, it's been fun. And and now we are, we were able to buy a house because of Lakai. We were able to do a lot of really cool things where it's things I probably wouldn't have been able to do for a couple more years if I was just doing video and photo. 
Yeah. So, well, and it's cool because I feel like you have to get to a point where you need to give Lakai a hundred percent or it's never going to grow to the potential it has. And you had to make that decision. Yeah, for sure. And it, it's hard to make that decision too, because, mm-hmm. you know, I love video and photo and I love Lakai. And it was like basically having to pick between my two passions. It's like, yep. okay, I can either be a videographer and photographer and help other businesses grow their brands. Or yeah. I can focus on growing my own brand. You know but what I mean? Cool and that, so like, just you like, still get to use the photo and video skills for your brand. So you're still doing what you love and it's helping you, which is amazing. Yeah, for sure. And it's nice to be able to do it because luckily when you have good clients like Jay-Z Styles, you don't really have to worry about that. But sometimes you get clients that don't really have the best style, if that makes sense. And, <laughs> and it's not your they style. ask for things. They'll come to me and they'll be like wanting this same video as this other person. And they'll send it to me and I'll be like, well, like, have you looked at any of my videos? I don't make videos like that. You know what I mean? And not to say that that other person's video is bad, but just like everyone has their different styles, right? Like if someone is like more bright and airy, like photographer, and there's someone that's like more moody photographer, you're not going to go to like the moody photographer and be like, I want these bright and airy look. You know what I mean? Like you just go to the person that's already doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, we can relate that to doing hair because People will come in, they're like, I want a purple mohawk. And then like, <laughs> I want it to be like, down to I'm like, do you think I've ever done a mohawk? Like, no. Like, like have you not seen my, my page? <laughs> yeah. Have you seen my page actually? Like, that's not anything that I do. So I can relate to that on that. Yeah. It's just more freedom too, to like do what you love. That's, that's great. Um, yeah. Okay. yeah. And, oh, go ahead. No, no, you're good. Keep going. I was just going to say, I mean, I'm sure that like, in the hair industry as well too. It's like you have clients and, you know, they're putting a lot of money towards, you know, getting their hair done and you want to make sure it's perfect. My mentality is like, I'm not going to put anything out unless it's like my best work. Cause I'm just too much of a perfectionist. And so I'm sure you guys can relate to that where it's like someone comes in and wants it a certain way, but you're like not comfortable doing it that way. You have to tell them like, Hey, like I'll love your hair and I want to like, you to have it the best way you can. But like, I honestly think that like this other person would be like the best oh, yeah. fit for you because it's just not my style. And I think that's all the time. I, yeah. And I respect that more than just like someone being like, okay, I'll do it. Even if you, I'm not going to do a good job, you know, being honest is the best. Well, I didn't know you had like cut back on photo and video. So I appreciate you doing that video for us because you're the best. We got one last thing out of you. (laughs) Anytime they say you're coming, I get so excited. Yeah. It's great. Badass, I love him. And Stu and actually you show up, and then I'm like, uh, 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 he freezes. Talk in front of him because I'm like, <laughs> well, Stu used some of the footage for like his new YouTube intro, and it looks really cool. Like all the mm-hmm. stuff you captured was great, so we really appreciate that. Heck yeah, I love working with you guys. And there's certain clients where, like, if they come to me and they're like, "Hey, we really need a video," I'm not going to turn them away just because, like, I like those people. So at that yeah. point, it's more of just like being able to work with my friends. That's cool. But and yeah, if, it's yeah, it's like I, have the freedom to choose that, which is what every business on our dreams of exactly and that's that's like one thing i've been telling a lot of people my nephew he's actually like two years younger than me he's really into like video games and stuff like that and he wants to like start a company i'm like realistically Aww. like Aww. it's never been easier to start your own business it's still hard obviously there's challenges with any business but i told him i was like the biggest thing is you just have to like if you're going to do it go all in and make it happen and you can't be scared with all your businesses and what you do now what would you say your greatest accomplishment has been it's a hard question working with us i think <laughs> yeah working with jay sure. styles is definitely on the top of that <laughs> list so back when i was talking about why i've always wanted to own a clothing company and like what would be so cool i think one of my favorite accomplishments and this is like something small, but it, it's big to me is we were driving down the road and there's this girl outside running and she was like wearing Lakai <gasps> and like, we had no idea who she was. 
-hmm. it's just like we were in like a vineyard just driving yeah. down someone random road and there's just like this random person wearing our stuff and i was like kind of saw her out of the corner of my eye and i was like those look like our shorts and then i was like babe those are our shorts she's wearing our shorts it was just like really cool experience oh, it makes it all it was, worth it. Yeah. It's like to know that there's people out there that like you've never even met before. They have no idea who you are, but they enjoy like what you created. It's like, I, I don't really think there's a better feeling than that. It's, yeah. It's pretty awesome. That's so rewarding. So with everything you've done, how do you anticipate it changing with fatherhood? Are you like nervous about juggling that? Is your wife nervous? Do you guys have a game plan? I think Tasha is probably a little bit more nervous than I am. I being the youngest of 11, I grew up with like tons of nieces and nephews. So like, I feel pretty comfortable and like confident around babies and things like that. Good. I definitely see there's going to be a lot of challenges with like losing sleep and with us running our own business, there's the benefit of like, okay, we can bring our baby to our business. But then at the same time, it's like, you know, we have to make sure that we're able to still get things done and stuff like that. So the Jesse struggle. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, just <laughs> so much harder. Than you think it's gonna be. <laughs> exactly. And, and that's like one of the things is like, if I don't really know exactly what's going to happen, I'm very bad at planning. Yep. Yeah. So like, if someone gives me a schedule and says like, okay, you're coming to film this event. Okay. Here's what we're doing at 10. Here's what we're doing at 12 you know, like list it out. I'm like, okay, sick. I know where I'm going to be here. I know what I'm, I'm going to get this shot over here. And then when they come to this side, I'm going to come over here. When things are like planned out like that, it's way easier for me to make my plan with our baby. I don't know if our baby's going to be like a super sleepy baby or a super like energetic baby and like yeah. always up and always crying or whatever. And so like, I'm like, that person's like, I'll just make the plans once it happens. Yes. <laughs> and Parenthood's hard for people like that. And I'm that same way, like type A, I have to plan everything out and a baby comes and it's like, nope, you don't get a schedule. You don't get a plan. You have to like go off of how they are. And then it changes yeah. every few months when they get older because they get into new phases. So it's yeah. so rewarding, but it's hard. But you guys being your own business owners, you have flexibility with your schedules, which is amazing. Yeah. So that's like a really good benefit of like on your own business. And then also like, I think one thing that's really nice is you know like we can bring our kid into work and things like that but then like since we own our own business you know this would be later down our life but like we can go and say hey like we're gonna take this week off we're gonna go to disneyland and we're just gonna yeah. go have fun we're gonna go get churros you know what i mean and, and your like, business is running while you're doing that and that's the goal exactly and just like that's kind of like what i'm most excited for i've always wanted to be a dad and my parents are really cool. They always did lots of fun stuff with us. So my goal is to hopefully be half as cool as my parents. Oh, I love that. That is so cute. I know. <laughs> Where do you see yourself in five years as far as Lakai goes, your personal life? Like what is your five-year plan for you and your business? You'll have a five-year-old. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, that is weird. That would be crazy. I've actually been giving this a lot of thought lately. And depending on how things work out, I think I'd love to either get someone to like invest into Lakai and just completely blow it up more so than it is right now. Or I basically have told my wife two things. In five years, if Lakai is completely killing it, obviously we'd be still doing it and things like that. But if it gets to a point where like we feel like we can't grow it any more than we have, then probably look to like sell it and just kind of move on to the next thing. Yeah. I love Lakai and I wouldn't want to do anything other than that if I can. But I'm also like pretty realistic. A certain point, you'll get to like where you just can't grow the business any more than you already have. Yeah. Get to a point where 
either that happens or we have someone invest and we're really able to blow it up or just look for someone that's like interested in buying the business, sell it, and then go start something new. Which is a true entrepreneur, like, okay, on to the next venture. (laughs) Well, and it's, I think it's part of the ADD we talked about before, but like sometimes you get into something new. Like I love fitness. I love making fitness clothes and athleisure and things like that. But like, I know myself pretty well. And I know like in like four years, I'll probably like different things than I do now. You know what I mean? And so what what we like now might change in a couple of years. Yeah. As we grow and evolve. Awesome. Well, um, I just wanted to kind of let the audience know that you were the one who filmed our beauty school series, which is our online education that we actually have launching again in a few weeks. And I just wanted to give a shout out to Ty and have him on the podcast to kind of, you know, explain that he is the magic behind all that. And it was done so well. And we were so impressed with the footage and I can't wait for everyone to experience it. So a big shout out to you for doing that and all you're doing now. We just are in awe of you. So thank you. Big fans over here. Big fans crush it too so thank you all right so we're gonna do peaks and pits let's talk peaks and pits this is something we do where we talk about like a high point of our week and then a low point so we'll go first and then you can go so you can like kind of see what it's about i know i have to go first. (laughs) i just look at you (laughs) she always throws me under the bus and makes me go first I can go um, if you want. No, okay. I got this. You've got it. My pit would be my allergies this week. Yeah. I have been dying. I can't breathe. I feel like I'm stuffy Sucks. and like I can't get over it or like shake it off. Do you have allergies, Ty? Like sometimes, not very often though. I feel it's like pretty mild. Year, it'll hit me and I'll just be dead for like two weeks. <laughs> and I'm fine yeah. for a year. It's crazy. But my peak would have to be getting my own soda. Oh yeah. At <laughs> um, Mix. There's a soda company in Utah and they named a drink after me. Heck and yeah. It's been delicious. And That's talking awesome. to you, Ty. <laughs> oh, well, you're too nice. I love it. My pit was that Jagger started a new daycare this week and they've been great. It's an amazing place. They keep me updated. I have an app where I can check on him. But the first day I picked him up, they were like, so we had an incident. Um, Another kid pushed him and bit him. And I was like, crazy. I know. So he had like a big bite mark on his back and I was crying all night. And then I picked him up <laughs> yesterday and they're like, um, he got hit and there was like a goose egg on his head and someone hit him with a toy. No. I know. So Crazy. I was like crying, but I'm like, it's part of daycare. Like he's going to get beat up at some point in his life. Like it's just kids, you know, it's going to make him tough. Oh, yeah. It'll toughen him up, but I felt really sad. Ty, listen to how crazy this is. She has like an app with the daycare and it'll text her and she'll be like, it'll be like, Jagger just pooped at 203. Yeah. Jagger just just had half a bottle of milk. Jagger's currently sleeping. Like it's It's the the craziest. It is a good daycare. So I feel lucky, but I was Jagger's being friendly with the other kids. It's (laughs) like so many updates all day long. It's insane. It's really cute. I would say my peak is we are going to Texas tomorrow, me and Jagger to go visit Jordan because he's out of town working. He moved to Texas for the summer. So we're going to go see him and that should be fun. So super fun. All right. Lay it on us time. Okay. I think my pit would be today. I've like had no energy. I don't know why, but like I'll go through phases where like I'll be super energetic and like just have tons of energy. And then like yesterday, my wife and I went and played pickleball for like three hours. Love pickleball right now. I don't know if you've ever played, but it's basically like life-size ping pong. So we went and played for like three hours and then like we came home didn't do anything out of the norm, went to bed, woke up this morning. And I was like, I literally feel so terrible, <laughs> like God. just no energy, but like 
I feel great other than that, just like just had super low energy today. And so I bet um, it's pregnancy probably... like sympathy pains because that's probably how your wife feels <laughs> all the time. <laughs> oh yeah, she's pregnant out there playing pickleball. Go her. Yeah, she's she kills it. She like pregnant, like four or five months pregnant playing pickleball. I love that. Pretty Stay good. Up. And then I would say my peak, I don't know. Obviously talking to you guys is one, but oh. peak is we just at Lakai, which is super exciting, opened up market to Australia. Oh, that's a big deal. That's awesome. Super, super fun. They're like one of the the healthiest countries in the world. Yeah. And they're also like one of the most like fitness oriented countries. And so super exciting about that because in the past, we've only been like US uh, sales just because with import taxes and, and different regulations and things like that, it's like tricky. We've had so many requests and things like that from people that follow us on Instagram that live in Australia. And so we opened up that market, which is going to be fun. We We've gotten some sales from there now, but it's awesome. going to be interesting because the shipping times are a lot longer and things like that. Yeah. And so it's yeah. going to be a challenge. But good for you because that's a lot to take that on. We've badass. looked into that too, and it's a lot with taxes and everything. Takes so like 40 extra steps to print that one label. Yeah, out of country. seriously. Yeah, it's it's crazy. People don't realize too, like if you buy something from out of the country, in most countries, when it comes in, you have to like pay import taxes. Mm-hmm. And so it just can be a challenge for some people, which is something we're trying to figure out. There's different things that we could do to, to make it better, but that's our peak. We're excited. Awesome. That Good for you. Awesome. Well, it was great talking to you today. I always love talking to people who are like-minded and doing their own businesses because hearing your adventures and your mindset is inspiring. So thank you for coming on. We enjoyed having you. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thanks. Okay. We'll see you later. Okay. Bye. 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 Thanks for joining us over here at Just Jay-Z. Catch new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.